I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. So maybe you've got 100 connections, 50, maybe you've got 500. A lot of times what salespeople are doing is they're using LinkedIn as somewhat of a research data type tool where they, they'll go in there, type in a name, type in a company, look at the employees at that company to find the name of the person that they're going to then try and sell to, regardless of what industry they're in or what function that that decision maker has or influencer. That's how a lot of people are using it, especially in the the manufacturing industrial and that type of space. That is, for the most part, what most people are using it as. So instead of using it as a research tool, what we're going to focus on is looking at building out those connections and creating some like a small little community of a network so that way when you are posting content, it's getting in front of the right people and you're focused on more of a brand awareness standpoint than a sales transactional standpoint. We're gonna focus mainly on going after people that are relevant to whatever it is that you're doing. So we're trying to build out your network with people that you could eventually sell to or bring value to. So let's talk about the algorithm behind LinkedIn. If you have 500 connections, a lot of people are thinking that when you post something, it goes to those 500 people. That is not how it works. Now, LinkedIn will never tell you exactly how the algorithm works and the way that they rank things and the percentages, but there's enough information out there and we've done enough testing to understand when you post something, it doesn't go out to that entire group. For argument's sake, let's say it's about 30%. So if you have 500 connections or 1,000 connections, take 30% of that when you post it, it would roughly be shown to that many people. Who those 30% are is strictly dependent on who's logged in, who's active on it, who's going in daily, and when they're interacting with LinkedIn for your content to show up in front of them. So that's why you want to make sure that when you're posting, it's very frequent. And we'll get into what you're gonna be posting and how you're gonna be doing that in a couple minutes, but first looking at just, you post something, it shows it to a certain small select group, let's say it's 30%. From there, if you do not get enough engagement, likes, comments, or shares from that, LinkedIn will then send it out to another small batch of your existing network to see if they're gonna engage. We, nobody knows exactly how many times they do that, but it's, it's, a, it's around a few times that they do that before they just don't share it anymore. That's why it's important that when you post something, if you can get engagement right away within the first day or so of likes and a significant amount of it, LinkedIn will then boost it up and share it to more of your network. But there's a misconception that when you post something that everybody sees it. Nobody's online all at the same time when it comes to LinkedIn and, and LinkedIn throttles that back to only show it to test the waters first before they just throw out your piece of content to everybody. At the end of the day, their, their best interest is in the user experience behind the person that's logged into LinkedIn. If everybody saw everything people posted, then people would be less likely to use a platform. So with that mindset of you're gonna share something, you have to increase the frequency because not everybody's gonna see it. The second part of the algorithm is what's better, a like, a share, or a comment? So if we, if we put it on a point system of one, two, or three points, the, the best way to explain it is that LinkedIn's gonna give you, let's say, three points if somebody's sharing your piece of content, two points if somebody's writing a comment to it, and one point if somebody likes it. The more points that you get, and the more engagement that you get, the higher likelihood that LinkedIn's gonna push that out to your network and your extended network of second degree connections and your connections connections. So that's the best way to get it out there is to get that engagement quick, but the, the better likelihood that you're gonna get the most engagement is gonna be if you get comments or shares. 
Likes are easy for people to do. That's why they've got the lowest ranking on the point system of the algorithm. Shares have the highest because if somebody's willing to share a piece of content, maybe they write something on top of it and share it out to their network, that's going to give LinkedIn the indication that this is really good content, that somebody's sharing it and willing to, to put it out to their network like that instead of just hitting that like button. So think about that when you're producing content, when you're engaging with content, and especially when we get into the next part talking about company pages, when you're engaging with your company page, if you like it, it's not going to boost it as much as if you shared it. It also changes how it looks. When you like something that looks a certain way in your feed versus when you share it. When you share something, you can add words to it. You can tag people. You can add emojis. It takes up more of the vertical space of the screen. When you like it, it's just going to say, John Smith liked this, and it's going to show up in the middle of your feed. Now we're going to look at what type of content are you going to actually create. It is unreasonable to expect a salesperson or somebody in marketing to produce content on their own, putting it on their own personal LinkedIn page. The company has to be behind it, preferably if the company doesn't have the resources, having an agency like ours producing the content on the company page for then the sales and marketing team and client-facing people at the company to push it out there. You have to produce the content and post it to your company page. You need to be posting it four to five times a week. Now, when you're posting the content, do not focus on only talking about yourself. If you do one service or have one line of products, don't just constantly every day, multiple times a day, shout about how your products are best, how these, these things are great, because all it is is really promotional. Unless you're educating somebody throughout that process, then that is okay. But for the most part, companies are just producing and posting something on their company page that only talks about themselves. People on LinkedIn that are going to follow your company page don't only want to hear about what it is that you do and constantly be sold to. So if you can't find that balance of educational and engagement versus just straight promotional and buy from me and hire me, if you can't find that balance, then you need to go down the path of looking at the industries that, you, that you're in, what it is that you do, and think about the persona of the person that you're trying to target. So if you have a service or a product, think about the types of people that would buy that or would be the decision makers or influencers in that process. Think about their persona and their personality. What other things do they like? And try and hone into that and create a strategy to where you can post content that's relevant to where you're now viewed as a, as a news source rather than just a promotional company posting about yourself. Once the agency or internal resources are posting content to the company page, the only way for you to significantly increase the impressions on your company page posts is to share that content from employees. Company pages can't go out there and ask for followers for free. You can do it through LinkedIn sponsored posts when you sponsor one of those posts and you can put it out there and add, click a little button that says, add a follower button and you're going to get charged CPC every time that you do that. So you're paying for followers basically at that point because LinkedIn has the, the market when it comes to targeting on people's titles and job functions and who they work for, they're going to charge you a few dollars and it's ridiculously expensive to pay that much for followers. So let's go the organic route. You have to rely on the employees to grow their own followers and grow their own network to then use that when they do share something from the company page that's the way to get it out into the marketplace and get that brand awareness that you're trying to go after. Anybody that's client-facing, anybody that's in sales and marketing, you have to go down the path of really devoting the time to increase your network. And we're going to go through exactly how to do that. But starting first, do not think that you're going to be relied upon to post your own content. 
tug on your company, have your company have the internal resources or hire an agency like ours and let them produce the content to where your sole job is grow your network and share the content. Now, who are you gonna connect with? A lot of people are gonna go down the path of saying, I wanna talk to the decision maker. That's great. If you can go directly to the source, the person that's gonna make the decision, that is the fastest path to get to a sale. However, the likelihood of you connecting with the decision maker on LinkedIn at the right time, having them engage with you, having them want to talk to you and bring you in to sell them or market to them, whatever it is that you're doing, is highly unlikely. You have to go down the path of looking at influencers. Influencers within the company are just people that are either within the department, cross departments, other managers, and you wanna go after them because then you can create a little micro ecosystem within that company of people that are liking your content. When you go into LinkedIn and you wanna grow out your network, you wanna focus on either industries, geographic location, a job title, a function, something like that, and you're gonna go into search. So on LinkedIn, once you go into search, you're gonna type in something, let's just say it is purchasing, into the search bar. Once you're in there, you're gonna filter to people, and then you're gonna go to all filters. When you're in all filters, you're gonna go to second and third degree connections. Now, if you don't have LinkedIn Premium, you are not gonna be able to send invites to third degree connections. So if you don't have it, just leave that checked off. Start with your location. Let's say we're gonna go after the United States, all of the United States. If you know companies, this is where you can type them in. So you can either start by just typing in the companies or going through the, the short list that they show here. Type in all the companies and check them off. If you've got 10 companies or 20 that you're trying to go after, put them in here. Any past companies they worked at, you can put it in. Um, if you're focusing on industries, put the industry in here. If you're trying to go after, let's say automotive and industrial automation, and maybe you wanna go after IT and services, check those boxes in there. Um, Language, you're not gonna really need to, to filter for that too much. Schools, nonprofits, you can do that if that's a good filter for you. Down here at title, you can put in a title. Now, keep in mind that if you put in a, a phrase that, that is ending in ING or is, is operations or something like that, LinkedIn is not necessarily gonna find people that are have the title operation or purchase uh, instead of purchasing. So it's not going to automatically adjust that the way that Google does with search. So you have to be cognizant of that. So because I search for purchasing at the top and I pick people, it's basically looking for people that have purchasing somewhere in their title. When I click apply to that, it's gonna give me a list of my second and third degree connections in the United States in those industries that have purchasing somewhere on their profile. You can see this first guy is purchasing in his title and he's got a skill of purchasing. This is one way to go very broad, but if you don't wanna go down the path of looking at anything in their title, then you can need directly, you need to go directly into the actual title themselves. So going back to filter, if I wanna look for people in purchasing, I'm gonna put title in purchasing. I'm gonna hit apply. This is gonna bring up a list of people where they only have the title purchasing in their title, whether it's purchasing manager, head of purchasing, director of purchasing, and these are all my secondary connections first, and then it'll eventually get down to third. When you're in this list, now you can connect with these people. Let's say I wanted to connect with this connection right here, and she works at this company. She may just say purchasing at, 
and she's not the VP and she's not the decision maker, but you need to go after influencers too. In any department, you've got the head and you've got the people under them and coordinators and juniors and associates and things like that. If you just go after the, the decision maker, you send them a connection request, they're not on LinkedIn that often or they're on vacation, everything's about timing and sales, they are not going to connect with you, they're not gonna see it, they're not gonna respond, you're missing opportunities. So if you go after the highest level decision makers and all the influencers, so if you have a head of a department and they have two people under them or or 20 people under them or there's three other departments that have heads in it, go after all of them. If you can be as strategic as possible and go after companies and do a a mix of account-based marketing tactics, then that's gonna be the most ideal because you can go after 40 people at that company. But if you're just going after an industry and you're really trying to grow broad and you don't know who you should be going after from an account standpoint, going through this, do not shy away from people with lower titles than decision makers. Most of the time, the people that are not necessarily decision makers are gonna be more active on LinkedIn. They're probably gonna change jobs more frequently. They're gonna be more active on here from an engagement standpoint, depending on their age and and what they're used to using LinkedIn for. That's gonna dictate some of that, but you wanna connect with them because if, if John is in a meeting with Tom and you're trying to go after Tom and he's not seeing your stuff, but you posted a ton of stuff and you're connected with five of his people that work for him, they may bring you up in the meeting and say, hey, you know what? This one company that I saw on LinkedIn, they keep producing this content about that. We should reach out to them. This, we're focusing on brand awareness, not add a connection, do a transaction. You want to focus on add a connection, do not go after them right away, produce content, and try and get them to have some sort of brand awareness before you either go after transactional, or if you don't go after transactional at all, you just have brand awareness to where when they need something, they remember you and say, I wanna reach out to them. So as you're going through this list, we've got 191,000 people that came back at it. If I wanted to filter, or 197,000 people, if I wanted to filter this down further and say, I only wanna look for the people in Austin, and I'm gonna remove United States. So you're going through this list of of roughly 2,700. You're going to want to connect with all of these connections. Um, Depending on your account, it may have you message third degree. It may have you connect with them. But you're going to want to connect with every single one of these people because, again, we're going after influencers, not just decision makers. So sending out those connection requests, there's limitations that LinkedIn puts in place. You can only have 5,000 pending, unresponded to connection requests at a time. Once you hit 5,000, LinkedIn's gonna prevent you from sending those connection requests any further. One thing to note is that if you send out a lot of connection requests, if you're trying to do this extremely fast and go at scale, there is a possibility that LinkedIn could block you from sending out connection requests. If enough people hit the, I don't know this person, when they reject you, that's essentially considering like your spam. If that happens enough, LinkedIn will pause you from sending out any connection requests and make you only send them to people that you have their email address for. That's happened to me numerous times because we're doing things at scale. It's happened to a lot of people that I know, and you can be blocked permanently to where they're just never gonna reset it. If that does happen, the best thing to do is slow down, remove your sent connection requests, message LinkedIn and let them know that you've been blocked. They'll recognize that you've been doing a little bit too much and ask them if they can reset your limit. You've already wiped out your sent, reset your limit, Most of the time they're gonna comply and say, yep, here you go. They're probably not gonna do it more than once or twice. After that point, they're just gonna cut you off. 
So you're able to go to a certain point. This is not something that you should be doing to where you're going to three, four, five thousand a day and get there as fast as possible because you can get blocked quickly. But a few hundred a day and letting those people respond, or maybe you do a few hundred sends and then a week later you do another two, three hundred, that's completely fine. If you go at scale, you do run the potential of getting cut off. Now, when you're sending that connection request, try and make it very light, high level. Hey, I'd love to have you in my network. We produce a lot of content for this, or we value, you know, don't, don't do anything ridiculous. Like I value your opinion, or I want to see your thoughts on something. Just keep it very high level. Don't try and sell them. You're basically saying, I'd love to have you in the network. This is why, because we produce a lot of content and then see if they're going to respond from that. Once you get them as a connection request, do not try and sell to them. Do not make the mistake of either hiring somebody to do this for you as, a, as far as offshore labor or things like that, or just doing it yourself and selling to them right away. When you get a connection request, when you message them with a lengthy message saying, hey, thanks for the connection request. Here's everything that I do. Here's some links to things that I do. I'd love to schedule time with you. That is the biggest turnoff for people. What you want to do is be in the room, but not actually be going up to the person. So you connect with them. You don't need to say thank you to every single connection request. You can if you want to. Once you connect with them, at this point, what you're trying to do is build that brand awareness over time. So they're connected with you. Your company page shares a piece of content. You go in there. You share it because you understand that the algorithm is going to produce, is going to value that content higher for the company page if it's shared. You can like it if you want to, but you need to either like it or share it. You share that piece of content and you say, check out this great article that we just wrote, whatever. Or check out this great video that we just shot. You share it out there. Now, when you've gone from 500 or 1,000 to a couple thousand connections and everybody at your company is doing that that's client-facing, let's say it's two people or if it's 15 people, you're building out this entire bubble of potential customers that are in this ecosystem. If everybody's sharing that content, then there's a higher likelihood that Steve, who's in purchasing or operations or whatever it is, is going to see it if he's connected to four of your people versus if he's only connected to one. Because Steve has his own thousand connections, and you're only representing four of those, let's say. So if you produce a piece of content, that doesn't mean that Steve's going to get it because just like the algorithm, it only goes out to a select group. The more people at your company that could be connected to the same group, the higher likelihood they're going to see that. Once you're sharing that content over time, give it a couple weeks of doing that, maybe even a couple months before you reach out to that person and say, hey, I'd love to set up a time to talk with you. If you're going to do that, do it through messaging. Don't just grab their email, throw them on a list and send it out to them. Try and engage with them on LinkedIn first. Maybe they're on LinkedIn all the time and they'll hit you back right away. They don't check it very frequently. Maybe they won't respond at all. And then email or phone call is the only way that you can get in, in touch with them. But you want to give it some time and some breathing room, then go out and just be very, very you know, easy and don't go into depth about what it is that you guys do. Keep it simple, a couple lines, use the vertical space, put some space in between it. Just keep it simple. Put a, a simple signature at the bottom just saying thanks, your name, your title, something like that, your phone number, and just start sending that out to people. And if you want to go efficiently, you can put it in a Word doc or a notepad, copy and paste that, and then just change out the first name. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. And you're take, keeping the same message of saying, hey, I wanted to talk to you. Go through all your connections and start sending that out. And once you build that out, you're going to start getting responses. Keep it within LinkedIn until it's appropriate. 
once you're ready to maybe schedule an appointment or schedule some time with them, say, hey, can I get your work email address? Because about 50, 60% of the time, people have their personal email address on LinkedIn. When you connect with them, that's all you can see. Ask them an email address that's best for them. Then you could take it offline, schedule a meeting with them, ask them for a phone number, whatever it is that you need to do. But do not sell to them right away. Now this may seem overwhelming and maybe it's exciting, maybe it's everything's new to you, maybe you're currently doing this. Either way, this is gonna require muscle memory. You're not gonna be naturally just jumping into LinkedIn every day, sharing that company page content, sending out connection requests, engaging with people. It's gonna feel weird if you're not doing this already. It's all gonna come down to muscle memory. The more consistently that you're gonna do something, the higher likelihood that it's gonna become natural to you. So start off slow, start engaging, start sharing content, start going out, building out connections, start looking at your existing feed on your homepage, try and do it on mobile, it's super fast like that, it's faster than desktop. Go through it, comment on on some of your connection requests posts or some of your network's posts, comment on, on articles that they've written, like things, engage, just to get you in the swing of things, look at your company page content and take it, take it one step at a time, but it's gonna require a, a significant effort on your part. But I promise you, we have clients that we teach this to in depth, far deeper than, than this video is going into exactly how to build out their network. You can make a significant impact on your overall revenue by doing this if you do these steps correctly and you have that muscle memory to where you're doing it frequently and consistently because that's what's gonna make the difference between whether or not this is just a fad, like a diet, or whether or not this is your new behavior. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you wanna check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.